You're listening to the Hackett Racket with Michael Hackett. Boom! This is Puppy Doom in the motherfucking room. How are you getting on? How are you doing in this Corona lockdown? Are you Corona alone? I'm alone, Michael, and I've got nobody to talk to. Fucking hell, I feel for you, man. I feel for you. Everyone I know that is on their own must be going stir crazy like a motherfucker. Like I'm, I'm chatting to my lady, and we start, we started to argue over nothing at all. Stuff that doesn't even make sense. Like we were drinking wine last night, and she goes, "Hey, where's the rest of it?" I said, "I drank it." She goes, "How could you? It was full when it started." Yeah, that's how most bottles of wine start, lady. Hate to break it to you. <laughs> you don't start drinking from an empty bottle of wine, do you? You fucking bastard. I mean, to be fair, I did drink more, but that's, you know, that's, that's, you snooze, you lose, man. She wasn't paying attention. I'm there. One glass for you, a mile's bigger glass for me. Jesus. But everyone's going crazy. Like, do you not find, if you're like, text friends who are living alone, they're just getting overly sensitive about any kind of banter. Like, I'm like, hey, man, how's it going, you shagger? Don't call me a shagger. You know I'm not getting any shagger in this isolation. It's like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. I'm just saying, how's it going? Like, Jesus. <laughs> Relax. At least you can drink wine on your own without getting into weird fucking arguments. Was that bottle full when it started? Fucking hell. The only thing that's giving me salvage is this Tiger King, man. Everyone's going on about it. I've got to say, hats off, man. What a legendary documentary that is. I mean, I feel sorry for that filmmaker. You know the one that's interviewed right at the start? Lost all his footage in that fire? Joe burned all my material. (laughs) You know what I mean? Looks like Indiana Jones smoked too much crack. Which is why he's not afraid to say the truth. Carol Baskin. I'm convinced Carol Baskin fed her husband to the tigers. <laughs> Fucking Joey Exotic as well, man. Jesus. I'm gonna buy me a tiger, run for president. <laughs> Joey Exotic. Vote for me, I'm broke as shit. That was his actual strap line. Vote for me, I'm broke as shit. I mean, to be fair, I'd vote for him. That guy's got some charm on. Like, so what if you married a couple of straight guys that were so fucked on meth they thought they were gay? <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Joey Exotic, man, he's fucking good persuader. That's what you need to have a good president. Talk to the animals, what more do you want? I bet he'd be good in this corona, wouldn't he? Hey, everybody, you need to stay the fuck at home. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll let my tigers on you. Fucking tell you, man, there'll be no corona cases with Joey Exotic running that shit, man. He'd have it on lock, motherfucking down. Walking around, all tigers just prowling around your street and stuff. I would not mess with the tiger, man. I watched this guy once doing a nature program with a snake. And he's like, well, look at it. The cobra's so daft, it keeps trying to bite my shadow. And he's lifting his foot up. Like, and the cobra at first was just jabbing at this shadow. But then within about two seconds, he, he, the snake wised up, looked at his actual foot instead of the shadow and went, fucking have that. <laughs> I tell you, man, should have seen. Face of the gutted man. They had to drag him to hospital, and the guy was totally shocked. And you think, yeah, mate, at which point did you think fucking with a cobra would be a good idea? You know, I'm just gonna go fuck with a cobra today, see if I can trick it. Trick it with a fucking shadow. Do you not think animals have shadows, and in order to survive pretty early on, the cobra like figures it out, like, hey, man, this buffalo, this dark thing that moves at the sun when the sun's out. Maybe I shouldn't chew at that. Maybe I should stick my fucking fangs in the actual buffalo. And then you got this hippie come along like, look at me making shadows and the cobra thinks it's fucking real. <laughs> Boom, right on his big ass toe. I tell you, man, you should never mess with those kind of things. It'd be like messing with a dragon. How to train your dragon? What is a kid doing with a fucking dragon? 
<laughs> Sorry, man, I'm talking shit. But you know what I mean? That kind of stuff should just be left with people who equip to handle it. Like uh, Joey. It's easy. I just use crystal meth. <laughs> oh, man, the thing that's making me laugh at the moment. I'm chatting to this girl that I'm friends with in, who's in Goa right now. It's like, oh my God, it's so peaceful in Goa, but we have to get back. We have to get repatriated just in case some shit goes wrong. Like, apparently, the population there is 1.3 billion. Billion. And they've managed to get containment on this corona craziness. And the way they've done it is they've armed the cops with whipping sticks. And it's piss funny, man. Have you seen the videos? They just come up to you and just start whipping you. And you're like, move on. And it's not hard enough to do any real damage other than just sting. And they just, you just, like, people have stood there just going, yeah, what are you going to do? And like, fucking move, motherfuckers. Start whipping. And I thought, how funny would it be if Boris just went, you know what? We're going to arm our cops with whipping sticks. Because that's what we need, right? And no one's, no one's afraid of him. No one's afraid, you see him on the power track, come on, please, go home. And I was like, oh, okay then. Like sluggishly moving off. Imagine you arm the cops with whipping sticks, right? And just to guarantee that everyone panics and does exactly what you say, you also dress them in gimp outfits. <laughs> I tell you, man, fucking, you would listen to any team of coppers if they're in full gimp outfits with sex whips they come piling onto the park right you would run for your fucking life man corona would be fixed in an instant i mean you might not like look at the cops in the same way you did before but you <laughs> fucking gimp's running up full leather outfits on face mask You know, that'd be the fastest way to find out who's really kinky, wouldn't it? Everyone's like running off in a group and the guy that's like well into that whipping shit, I'm just going to hang back my legs so All the cops start piling on him. Oh, stop it. Oh, keep going. Stop it. Oh, keep going. Fucking hell. I see people as well. They're still complaining about like not buying Corona beer just because it's got the same name. And you know what? I don't blame you. I don't blame you if you've not bought Corona. Because like, why would you want to be reminded of that shit? Like, people go, oh my god, it's so stupid. Corona is not the same as the coronavirus. But you know, so fucking what? If you imagine like you're eating an amazing bowl of soup and you think this soup is near perfect. And then someone comes along who's got better ideas and go, Michael, do you know what would be better with this soup? I got this special stuff, this special herb. You've never heard of it, right? It's called chlamydia powder. Do you want me to sprinkle a bit of that on the soup? Tastes amazing. Honestly, you'd be like, mm, you're all right, mate. I'll just stick with my salt and pepper. No, 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 please try this syphilis dust we've got. Got some syphilis dust here, some shavings, a fucking HPV. Do you not want to burn that on your soup? Oh, no, it's not the same as the real stuff. And you'd be like, no, no, I'm good. Honestly, I'm sure it tastes fabulous. I'll just stick to having plain old chlamydia dust-free soup. <laughs> See, you wouldn't fucking do it, would you? You'd be like, keep back with that fucking chlamydia dust. I think I'll be just... Fine. But yeah, man, the government, they're missing opportunities. They could name all the viruses that come out every year, all the different flu viruses after something they don't want you to have, like Mackies or cigarettes. Imagine that. How amazing would that be instead of going COVID-19, COVID-20? Wonder what 21's like. No, man, they just go, yep, this is fucking death flu Mackies. Death flu McDonald's and cigarettes. And then after that, you'll be like, oh, man, remember that time? Remember that time when I had, like, a dry cough and it were bloody killing <laughs> Smackers again associated with that shit. It's like when I was a kid, man, I got pissed on a whole litre bottle of peach snaps. I'll tell you, man, even now, 25 years on, I can't even look at a peach. I can't even look at a pear. In fact, any fruit that even closely resembles anything to do with alcohol, I'm like, sack that, man. Sack that. 
Just give me Corona. Just give me fucking Corona. Why not? Hey, finish me off. Nah, man, I'm talking shit, but like everyone's saying this virus mutates loads and that usually means for the worst. But wouldn't it be amazing if just once the virus mutated to something amazing, like something fucking epic, like for men, all the ladies just suddenly want to walk around completely naked. <laughs> Come and sit down, Michael, it's the symptoms. I'm infected, Michael, I'm bloody infected. Or like for you ladies, like, you know, like men, just fucking love, suddenly just love giving the best foreplay ever. It's a really rewarding process. I'm suddenly finding it a really rewarding process. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fucking amazing if they just had viruses year after year that just improved us as a human species? Like, just on every fucking level. Everyone's just happy as shit. People getting on with each other, friendly as anything, man. I want that virus to come. That would be the coronavirus, man. You know, everyone's saying cheers to the virus. Oh, get me infected. You got the new one. Yeah, I'm upgraded. I've upgraded to new flu. Give me that new flu, man. I, I need my husband to start being better in bed. Is this the one way it makes him ten times fucking more fabulous? Come here, baby. I've been infected. I've got the flu. <coughs> it has a little bit of a cough, this one. But apart from that, oh, I'm going to give you multiples. I'm going to give you bloody multiples. I tell you, could happen. Could happen in our lifetime. You never know. All started in China. All ended with Carol Baskin. <laughs> Would you trust that woman? Like, seriously, would you trust her? That picture of her when she's holding her bunny rabbits and broken nose and shit. Oh, we're so happy we got the bunnies. Like, why? I don't, this is what I don't get. Why do you have to kill the bunnies and then give them to the tiger? Wouldn't you, like, rather let nature take its course? Like, would you trust any fucking woman? Oh, what do you do today, Carol? Oh, I just beat the shit out of some fucking bunnies and then fed them to the tigers. God, man, that is the definition of an actual bunny boiler. Like, surely you would just fucking let those bunnies loose in the cage of the tigers and then they do the shit and you look away, but no. Fucking Kaza, man, she's there. Give me that bunny. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> fucking beating the shit out of me. Quick, get a selfie. Get a selfie. This one, look at this one. You can see the blood all over his nose. Fucking hell, but I would be in there. Oh, that guy as well. I would never marry her, man. After what she did. <laughs> Sack that, man. Would you trust her? I'll tell you, I'll be buying chocolates every day for her just to keep her on side. You know? I'll be like, hey, Carol, how are you feeling today? You all right, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Ah, good, good. Like, otherwise, man, if you fuck around, you wake up in a cage half sedated, all the tigers prowling around, you must have been a gift from Carol by asking. And the big cat rescue, we're gonna show you something special tonight. Oh, yeah, what's that, cousin? This is what I do to guys that mess me around. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, by the way, I have to say, this is all alleged. I don't know shit. So, Kaza, if you're listening, don't sue me, all right? Fucking hell. I know what you Americans are like. You're psychos with that stuff. That woman that, what she do? She sued McDonald's, didn't she? Make a coffee's too hot. Imagine suing Mackey's for your coffee being too hot. Like they pass you a coffee, you pour it all over your fucking face and then you're like, it's not my fault, it's all my kids, I'm going to sue them and they had to pay out for that shit. Man, I can't believe some people complain. Like, I went travelling, so I Airbnb'd my flat to this woman and she's just like, started complaining on day one, man. I showed around the flat. It's, it's a nice flat, man. It's like pristine, but it's like Victorian. First thing she complained about on day one, she called us back right before we are leaving. 
pulled out the sink top, showed it to me, went, the rubber on the inside's a bit perished. I, I was just looking at her, me and my wife just like, uh-huh, and is that gonna be okay? Well, it's perished, it works, but it's perished. She's like, fucking just chill, you fucking beans, woman. And like a month later, then she complained that the freezer freezed. I'm like, what? what's she gonna say next? What, the shower's wet? Like, <laughs> fucking chill. Jesus, man, she, she should hang around with Kazza, man. Oh, Kazzy B, man. Fucking ledge, they get on just fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, man, I'm, I'm in a weird mood today. Anyway, let's get cracking with this bloody story. Chapter 9, Tisha. So this is the part of the story where I pull another scam. Another scam, Michael? Yeah, this one is a minter. But first, let me introduce you to the girl I've been working with, the legend that is Tisha. So if you remember, the previous nurse that I worked with, the one called Bilgy, she remember the one that was like miserable as anything, the one that had like a fat left arm and the right one was just slightly thinner because that's the only one that she actually did anything energetic with. <laughs> she got transferred to reception. So Tisha started working there. She's like in her 30s and stuff. Loads of fun, man. Right from the off, she was amazing. But here's the thing, being full on Jamaican, she spoke Patois, which is like English, sped up to 100 miles an hour. And when she first spoke that, I gotta be honest, man. I couldn't understand a fucking word she was saying. It was, it was intimidating, right? First time I met her, this is what she said. She took a look at me because I'm tall and she went, you're a lanky by a wagwan. Like, boy, what is going on? Like, I understand it now, man, but fucking hell. That's the first time you know, like, bear, man, them bear people ratted. Like, what are you saying, man? <laughs> Which is a legend, like, and it's funny because that's Patois. She speaks it full on. Like, you know, like, you get those white kids that hang around in bus stops and they start using, like, I tink this, I tink that, and you just want to go, mate, you fucking knob. Like, did you really speak like that when you were seven years old going, I tink this? No, you didn't. So stop pretending you're Jamaican when you clearly go to a private school in Stockport. <laughs> I tink I need to revise really hard for my GCSEs. Man, they were so full of shit. It was so funny. They used to come in the surgery, right? And they started doing like, hey, yo, trying to talk, right? As a white guy. And you could just spot it a mile off. So T-shirts start going, oh, yeah, whack, whack, blah, 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 And just speak like all that stuff she does. And they would fucking shit their pants and just go, um, please, can I just have an examination? <laughs> fucking dicks. But that's what I loved about it, though, man. Tisha was legit. She was fucking amazing. I mean, don't get me wrong, right? She was also cheeky as fuck like every now every now and then she just like go hey yo michael give me 20 pound <laughs> give me 20 pound why like no rhyme no reason just give me 20 pound and because i'm a fucking idiot i'm like all right pull out my wallet there you go it's like ah nice one brethren fucking hell man this is what she used the money for all the time getting her nails done i tell you you have a friends with a black girl man you'll realize they fucking love getting their nails done <laughs> And I know, right? All the white women, oh my God, that's so racist. No, 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 man. If you've got black friends, they all love to get their fucking nails done, man. They, that's, that's what they do. Haircuts and nails, man. That's where they socialize. You fucking love it, ladies. I know it, man. I'm with you. I went there once. Like, teacher goes to me, hey, man, go to this, go to this hairdresser's down the road. So I went there, right? White geek. I was like, all right, I'll try it out, right? Everyone in there was black. You know, like the kind of ones like they make the barbershop movies out of and stuff. And you should have seen this barber, because all he ever cuts is afro hair. He just looked at me like I was a fucking alien. 
He didn't know what the hell he was doing, man. He's like with a pair of scissors and some fucking clippers. All these like, all these black guys are looking at me like, "Are you in the right place, mate?" I'm like, "I'm oh, just going for a haircut, man." You know? Fucking hell! I came out of there looking like some white guy trying to be a 1980s version of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It just didn't suit me, man. I look like <laughs> I just didn't fit at all. But yeah. Anyway, so we started working together. Right, and it was going really well because Tisha was like a fucking whippet, man. Like instead of like using just one arm, she was like full on game to work fast. So didn't take long before we became like a well-oiled machine. We started nailing targets like loads, man. And all the dentists and nurses they started getting jealous because they could see we were caning it, absolutely caning it, and we weren't doing anything like dodgy or anything, right? Because they started making all snide comments, going, mm, "You must be cutting corners somehow." No, man. This is how it works in dentistry. So most dentists they have a nurse and they act like they're like little kids in their little kingdom and they'll see a patient watch the nurse then tidy all the room and stuff and clean it all down and then the nurse will have to go out to the waiting room collect the next patient whilst the dentist is just sat there twiddling his thumbs and then they bring him in and you think you're seeing 40 people a day so if you could imagine all that time wasted whilst you just got your arms crossed times that by 40 man that's quite a lot of time just thrown in the bin. So what me and Tish would do is like, she cleaned down the surgery. I'd go and collect the patient. And as I'm walking the patient back, I'd be going through the medical records and like talking to him, oh, you got any medical problems? All that kind of stuff. Sit him in the chair, which he's already cleaned by that point. And then we just go to work straight away. Like if I wanted to do a fill in there and then as well, man, like Bilgy, she's like, no, no, you can't do this. It's just booked in for an exam. No, man, Tish wasn't like that. She was like, boom, straight on it and stuff, right? So everyone was getting well jealous of us. They started making all snide comments going, well, you know, like little nitpicking things going, oh, Tisha's nails are too long to be in clinic and all that. And you're like, fuck off, man. She's got latex gloves over the top. Like, why does it matter? She's doing a job perfectly fine. No, no, no. You must be doing this. Tisha, I don't like the way her socks are all pink and all that. And you're like, oh my God. Go suck a fucking dick. I mean, seriously, man. How fucking petty can people be? Anyway, Christmas comes around now, right? And it's the Christmas do. And up to that point, it's been nothing but pure misery. Like the whole staff, everyone, all the morale, all the meetings, just like, nah, nah, nah. everyone just whinging, just miserable, right? Me and Tish, we're having a good time in the surgery, but I'm like doing our targets and stuff. But everyone else is just miserable as shit. So the Christmas do, you're thinking, surely this is going to be good. Surely at a Christmas party, everyone's going to let their hair down and have a bit of a laugh. But no, right? We turn up at this restaurant in this tapas bar. And me and Keish, to be fair, we look like... <laughs> it looked pretty weird, man. We're like, she'd brought these half Santa, half drag outfits off her mate. Like, I'm in fishnet tights and stuff. I look fucking ridiculous, right? So I work through this busy restaurant. There's all like fancy dress going on from all these like, other work dudes and stuff. Everyone's having a right laugh, right? But we get to our table where all the dentists and nurses are from the other surgery rooms. And Jesus, man, they've just got like a pole face on, just sat there like mm, not enjoying themselves. And I kind of get it in a way, because if you're like a boss of a business, it's hard for you to kind of like relax around staff because they're just looking at you for weaknesses and stuff, right? But you should have seen Clive, man. Clive and Yvette, but they're both just serious as anything. So me and Tish kind of sat down and we're the only ones in fancy dress. <laughs> it was proper, man. Like, oh yeah, they're going like that, right? And we're sat there and I'm trying to get the party going. I'm like, I'm going, hey, does anyone want some tequilas? Let's get some tequilas in, right? Who's up for that? Yeah? And they're all like, no, thank you. No, sorry, I'm not drinking. And I'm like, just boring as shit. So I'm like, right, what can I do to cheer these people up? It's been nothing but month after month of pure misery, right? No teamwork, no reason to celebrate anything. So I thought, what can I do? Anyway, this raffle started and this is when I pulled this move. 
So this guy went on stage and he's like, hi everyone, we're gonna do the Christmas raffle, yeah! Right, and loads of people in other tables, they're all cheering, having a great time. They had loads of tickets and stuff. We had hardly any tickets. I'd bought Tisha a couple because she made me like, yo, brethren, buy me some tickets. I'm like, fine, so I bought her some tickets. Anyway, we sat around our table and they started giving out prizes and watching table after table around us just celebrate as they're like, one prize number one, a bottle of wine, right? They weren't big prizes, but they're all going up there like celebrating, collecting their presents and stuff from the stage. They're all buzzing and we're winning nothing. So I thought, right, with the tickets that me and Tisha had, I'm going to pull this move, which I totally wasn't sure about because it takes a poker face and some fucking luck. <laughs> it's a lot of time. This won't ever work, right? I've done it once before. Fell flat on my ass. Anyway, it gets to the big final prize. This is like the Christmas hamper, way better than the bottle of wine. There was loads of stuff in there. And everyone's always like, are you ready for the final prize? All the restaurants are like, Aah! Anyway, he reaches in the tombola to pull out the winning ticket and he goes, the winner for the Christmas hamper, the winner of the year is blue six five one right so straight away i put my hand up and go i win i win right because i had a blue ticket i did not have six five one whatsoever i said something like six three one or like, six two one like nothing not even the same number at all right but because i was so fast on the ball the whole restaurant just assumed i was telling the truth and just went yeah yeah i'm there running up on stage right waving at everybody like it's some kind of celeb thing right yeah you're even supposed to verify the ticket, so the guy's like reaching his hand out to look for my ticket. So I just flashed at him, like with my fingers covering like one of the digits, just going, yeah, there it is. And I reached straight past him for the hamper. There's like even a photographer there taking pictures of the winner and stuff. So I just held the hamper, smiling, half shaking the guy's hand. And because there was so much commotion going on, because everyone's pissed by this point, they just assumed that I was telling the truth and it was too late then, I'd actually won the hamper. So finally, when I make it back to the table, finally, after all those months of pure misery i open up the basket give out the champagne give out the biscuits and finally 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 our table was absolutely buzzy i mean to be fair they weren't cheering like the rest of the crowd but they were happy they had to be like i knew bilgey was buzzing and you could tell this by the way she was reaching for the chocolates with both arms <laughs> you're listening to the hackett racket with michael hackett <laughs>